0: There's all these uncertainties in the church, but we are still one church. We're one body of Jesus Christ. So often we forget that. The mystery of Christ is that as Gentiles, we are fellow heirs. The promises, and we'll get to in a moment, but we're fellow heirs of these promises that's been given to the nation of Israel.
1: Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word.
0: Paul, in this third chapter, begins to unveil the mystery of Christ. Now, today we're going to look at the mystery of Christ from verses 1 through 7. So the word mystery found... 22 times by the writing of Paul, but six times in the epistle of Ephesians. We've already read it in chapter 1, verse 9, and it appears in chapter 3, in verse 3, verses 3, 4, and 9. We'll also read of this mystery in chapter 5, verse 32, and chapter 6, verse 19, that there's this unveiling. And Paul begins in verse 1 by saying, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of jesus christ for you gentiles in verse 2 he says if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of god which was given to me for you how that by the revelation he made known to me the mystery as i wrote before in a few words when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of christ so he begins to unfold this mystery. He said, "I've already gave it to you in a few words." He's referring back to Ephesians chapter one, verses nine and 10, where he says, "Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven." which are on earth in him. This mystery, not just talking about the church, but all things in heaven and on earth, gathered together as one in Christ Jesus. This mystery that he unfolds before us. He talks about this dispensation of time. In the Bible, a dispensation speaks about a period of time that God has set up for man Some of the theologians have come up with many lists, but one of the lists has given us seven dispensations throughout Scripture, one yet to come, and we are currently in the sixth dispensation, but the seven have been titled like this, the age of innocence, from creation to the fall of man, when God sent Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, the age of conscience, or the dispensation of conscience, the covenant with Adam, until the judgment of the flood with Noah. Human government, uh, beginning with Noah after the flood until the time of Abraham. The time of promise or the dispensation of promise from Abraham until Moses. The dispensation of the law from Moses until the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And the dispensation, the time of the Gentiles, the time of grace from the death of Jesus Christ and His resurrection until He comes back for His church. His second coming. And then the time of His kingdom age when God establishes His kingdom, Jesus Christ, the millennial reign of Christ on the earth. We're in that dispensation of the church age right now. It's called the dispensation of grace. God's grace upon us during this time. Paul tells us that this knowledge of this dispensation had been given to him this dispensation of grace been given to him for us to have this understanding in romans eleven twenty five, 25 he says for i do not desire brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to israel until the fullness of the gentiles have come in he's talking about this dispensation of grace blindness in part has come to the nation of israel And yet today, we have churches today that God isn't working in the nation of Israel any longer. We have churches today that believe in replacement theology, that God has replaced the nation of Israel. But just as Paul interrupts his train of thought in verse 1, and we'll pick it up back in verse 14, and we have this parenthetical section here in chapter 3, God is also interrupted his plan his work among the nation of israel with the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ his ascension back into heaven god has interrupted his work with israel to have this dispensation of grace a time where all who call upon the name of the lord shall be saved whether jew or gentile and that's where we're at today and it's not that we're better than the jews or the jews are better than us it's just Right now, God is working differently in this world, but one day he's going to rapture his church out. One day, the years of tribulation is going to come upon this whole earth and God is going to begin to move in the nation of Israel just as prophecy has foretold. And I believe God is moving today. Israel is surrounded. And just as it has been threatened to take place, the Palestinians tried to claim statehood they're asking the un they're asking to push israel back to the pre-67 borders god is working he's shaking everything up in our world but he's doing it for his purposes to fulfill his divine plan and we're in that age of grace and paul has already referred until the fullness of the gentiles come in you know i've always been taught that one day the last Christian will be saved probably a few preachers have had this kind of mindset but kind of the mindset of every time they would lead someone to the Lord they would take this pause and wonder if this it Are we going to be raptured now is this the last one is this who you've been waiting for kind of wonder if that person's with us today could be we don't know that person could be on the other side of the world right now that person could be a baby just being birthed at this moment, that person could be an old man or an old woman near to death, but they're going to claim faith in Jesus Christ. But this dispensation is going to come to a close. It's a dispensation of grace. And one day that dispensation will come to a close. But right now it's been given to us through Paul, through the other apostles, through the prophets. And in verse 3 he says, How that, by revelation, God made known to me the mystery as far as I wrote to you before. I told you that was in chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, where he wrote about that unveiling of that mystery. But now he goes into more detail. In verse 4, he says, By which, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. And so Paul says, just wait a minute, read what I'm going to write for you. I, I want you guys to understand this mystery I don't want it to be mysterious anymore to you. How wonderful to realize that the Lord has given us His Holy Spirit to work in us, to reveal His plan to us. In verse 5, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, but has now been made known. It's been revealed by the Spirit to His apostles, His holy apostles and prophets. The work of the Holy Spirit in our life is to bring revelation, to give us understanding. I so often hear people say that, you know, I can't read the Bible. I can't understand the Bible. I don't like to read. I hate to read. I was that guy that used to not like to read. I was, I went through high school and we had a book report. I would get the cliff notes. I'm sure the teachers knew I was writing my book report off the cliff notes because I'm assuming that everybody who used the Cliff Notes had the similar report, no different angle because they're going from the author that, you know, in a novel like that, again, I hate to read, but I do now, I love reading, reduced down to about, I don't know, what is it, 30 pages, if that, let's just kind of confine it down, this is what the author was saying, and even when I got out of school, I really didn't begin reading until I was in my later 20s, and suddenly... I read a book by Frank Peretti, This Present Darkness, that began a hunger of reading for me. I was shocked that I read a book, a novel of some 400 pages in two weeks. I I had other things going on, but I got it polished off really quick, and that hunger began. And then God called me into ministry, and the hunger continues, but I think It was a work of God's Holy Spirit just kind of moving in and and knowing what He would have for me to do that I needed to become someone who would read God's Word faithfully every day of my life and study the Word of God and dig into Scripture and methodically how I study and even how I script out things. It's become very methodical for me. I can look at a text and as if I'm... Tearing apart a building, I'll tear apart Scripture and begin to break it down. But God has given us His Holy Spirit to help us do this. I don't claim anything in myself. I just claim that God's Holy Spirit put this hunger in me. And it's just as Jesus promised in John 14, 26. He said, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. He will bring to remembrance all the things I said to you. So the Holy Spirit becomes our teacher in John 16, 13. He says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. Things that we didn't know. The Holy Spirit will reveal this mystery. Jesus, without using the word mystery, was telling His disciples, the Holy Spirit's going to reveal this mystery to you. And later on, Paul would say that it has been given to us through the Spirit, verse 5, to His holy apostles and prophets. In verse 6, here's the mystery. Here's what we're waiting for. He's been setting us up, but here's what we're waiting for. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of His promise in Christ through the Gospel. What's the mystery? What's the mystery that... We are in Christ that the Gentiles, number one, should be fellow heirs. Number two, that the Gentiles should be of the same body. Number three, that the Gentiles should be partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. There's the mystery. We're fellow heirs. To be a fellow heir means that you're an heir along with someone else. Maybe it's, we can think about it in our family. My mom passed away You know, me and my sisters, we were fellow heirs. We were joint heirs and divided the household of what our parents had left to us. I know that doesn't always work with siblings. And I know sometimes some of the biggest fights that ever can happen happens after the death of the parents. And there's not this equal dividing, but I'm so grateful that God allowed it to work well in our home. But we were joint heirs. Everything that mom had left, my dad dying some 22 years ago, and that's why I say mom, because everything that she had left, we divided it equally among us. We were joint heirs, and we didn't question it. We knew it. Nobody else tried to get in on it. They knew that we were the siblings. We were the children. It belonged to us by right of law, by right of heritage. We are According to the word of God, joint heirs. Now he's referring to the nation of Israel and the promises of Israel. We, as Gentiles, which is most of us here, there may be a few of Jewish heritage here or some Jewish heritage, but for the most part, we're Gentiles here. I don't know what I am. I'm just a mutt. My parents, uh, not knowing, they just didn't know their heritage. I don't know. Down in the south, it's just like it didn't matter, I guess. There was nobody telling that you had this lineage and this line. And uh, we just, I don't know anything. It's, it's terrible. But this I do know. I am a fellow heir with my brothers and sisters who are believers from the Jewish faith, who are believers from the Gentile faith, whether Jew or Gentile. We are joint heirs. We are fellow heirs. We're alongside with I think we forget quite often that the church was birthed with the Jews in the book of Acts. Jesus said in chapter 1, verse 7 to his disciples, they were asking about the kingdom age. And Jesus responds, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And that's the church opening up to the Jewish people in Acts chapter 2. In Judea and Samaria, the Samaritans were half-Jewish people, a race that was half-Jewish. And that happened in Acts chapter 8. And to the ends of the earth, the Gentiles, the gospel being opened up through Peter to the household of Cornelius and his friends in Acts chapter 10. But whether we're Jew, we're Samaritan, or a Gentile, we are joint heirs. We are one in the body of Christ. We are part of the same family now. Also that we are Gentiles, we're to be of the same body. Not two separate churches, although we have so many different churches throughout our world today. In God's eyes, there's one church. And that one church is not the Calvary Chapel movement. I said that at another Calvary Chapel once, and I got a talking to afterwards by a lady for about 20 minutes. Apparently she thought that they were the one church. But I have a hard time, even though I may disagree with how other churches worship, I may not understand everything that they do. I don't come from the same angle. I don't agree with um, perhaps their theology or perhaps the idea of there are some churches that teach replacement theology. As I said, there are some that uh, it's it's kingdom age, it's kingdom now theology where they're teaching that uh, we are building up the body of Christ. When the church does its job, then Christ will return. Uh, And then um, we have churches like Calvary chapels who believe in the rapture. There are churches that don't believe in the rapture. There are some who are not sure about the millennial reign of Christ. They're not sure about the, Although the book of Revelation tells us about the tribulation, will the church be raptured out at the beginning, in the middle, or at the end? There's all these uncertainties in the church, but we are still one church. We're one body of Jesus Christ. So often we forget that. In Romans 12:5, it says, So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So just like our body as he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it's made up of many different parts. My body I'm still one body, but I have two hands, I have two feet, I have two eyes, two ears, one nose, one mouth, but it's still it's one body. It's me and and we're made up of many different people, but we're still one body. 1 Corinthians 12:12 12, 12, for us the body is one as has many members but not all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ for by one spirit, we are all one baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, having been made all been made to drink into one spirit that we are one. So he, the mystery of Christ is that as Gentiles, we are fellow heirs, the promises and we'll get to in a moment, but we're fellow heirs of these promises that's been given to the nation of Israel. Number two, that we're of the same body. Whether Jew or Gentile, whether free or slave, whether boss or employee, whether mom or dad or child, if we're believers in Jesus Christ, we're one of the same body. And number three, that the Gentiles should be partakers of His promise in Christ through the gospel. In Galatians three thirteen and 14. Paul says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. And in verse 14, he said, he gives us two reasons for this curse, why Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, why he has become this curse for us. The first reason, verse 14 that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. The first reason is that we can be joint heirs, that the promises, the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. And number two, that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. We get the blessings of Abraham and we also get the promise of the Holy Spirit to come into our life, to fill us, to anoint us that we are partakers of His promise with Abraham. Everything that God has promised the nation of Israel in so many ways. And, And God's going to do an individual work in the nation of Israel. I realize this, but much of those promises apply to us as believers in Jesus Christ today. God has a specific work for the people of Israel And in that work, he is going to redeem the nation of Israel back to himself. But the promises to Abraham become ours through Christ Jesus that we would receive the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And Paul said in verse 7, Of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Paul says, I'm a minister of this promise. I'm a minister of this mystery. It's according to the gift of the grace of God. It was given to him by the effective working of his power. Paul talked about this effectual working of God in his life in Galatians chapter 2. And he refers to Peter and James and he refers to himself and Barnabas when he says in Galatians chapter 2. In verse 7, but on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcision had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcision was to Peter, for God who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. God was working in his life. He knew it. He realized it. He knew that he was called to minister to the Gentiles, to the body of believers that God had called Paul to open the door to unveil this mystery. And this mystery is still to us to this day. It's an age of grace. It's a dispensation. It's a time where, well, until that last person, God knows everyone who is going to receive him as his Savior. He knows whether if you're a believer here or not. If you are a believer, he knew the date that you would claim faith. It wasn't a surprise to God. I I just don't believe that God was ever surprised that when I was seven years old, I came to faith in Jesus Christ. He knew I was going to do it then. He knew my struggles that I would have in my teen years, the struggles that I'd have in my 20s. He knew that He would bring me through those things. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. We are His workmanship. He also knows those who will never claim faith. He also knows those who will, he will give the opportunity. He will um, present himself, present his son. He'll have the Holy Spirit woo them and draw them, but they will deny. He knows those who will accept him and those who won't. And he's known that from since the creation or before the creation of this earth. He has called us. On the other side of that picture, we don't know. And if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior today, perhaps today is the day that the Lord is calling you. Maybe you're the last one. I don't know. I've been waiting. I honestly didn't think I'd see the year 2000. I thought the Lord would return by now. But with everything that's going on in the Middle East and in our world and in Israel and surrounding Israel and the whole country itself and and our countries fall away from the Lord, I have to think that, man, is getting near. It's getting close. God's moving. He's working. It can't be long now. Maybe today's the day. Lily, maybe we won't have a baby shower today. (laughs) Maybe we will. If we don't... I'll see you guys in heaven, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Could to have John and Catherine come and uh, lead us in the song of worship. If you've never received Christ as your Savior, and you'd like to, I'll be down front to pray with you this morning, and let's just stand and worship our Lord now. Father, we ask that you would be with us. Thank you, Lord, for this mystery that we are joint heirs, that we are part of the body of Christ, both Jew and Gentile, one before you. Lord, that we are partakers and that we are partakers of the Holy Spirit and of your grace. I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here that does not know you, but Lord, you are giving them that opportunity today, I pray that they would take advantage, Lord, that you would move by your Spirit in their lives and their hearts, that they'd respond to your gospel.
1: 2650646 Thank you so much for joining us today and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship him today.